like to see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we hear the safe word, we will not stop. Jason Rousen, welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. On the show today, here in an undisclosed location here in Austin, Texas, uh, Chris Rogers uh, on the show here, local uh, talent, artist, comedy lover, um, comedy appreciator. Uh, I don't know. You've immortalized a bunch of us. I don't know if that's your way of telling you, like, your days are numbered and we better get some oil paintings. Could you swing that mic around? <laughs> yeah. There we go. And we're back. And we're here. Um, yeah, no, that's a great way to put it, man. Um, how's that? I think we're good there, yeah. Sweet. Fantastic. Okay. I was, we were going to do a walking podcast today, but it's way... So hot. Way too hot for we're that. We're fucking melted, dude. Uh, you're wearing my uh, birthstone around your neck, by the way. It's really? a turquoise. Fuck yeah. I always thought that um, Steve Ray Vaughn always had amazing turquoise jewelry. And then when I'd seen uh, some sort of, you know, I, I fucked a bunch of girls that have Ouija boards. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's astrology nowadays. Yeah. So it's, these girls were always, you. I've been cursed so many times with these witches. <laughs> Uh, they, there's nothing left to curse. It's, it looks like an old football jersey. It's just punctured. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, not originally from Austin. No, no. I grew up in South Carolina, a little island called Hilton Head. It's right off the coast. It's only 12 miles It's long. an actual island. Actual island, yeah. The, from, from northern Florida all the way up to Virginia is just just series of small islands. They call them barrier islands. Um and those were some of the first ports in the country. When What's the shoreline look like on one of these islands? I, I, I'm always going to swamp immediately. There's, there's definitely swamp, but... Uh, can you swim in the open water? You can swim in, in the open uh, water and, and actually... At risk with the chompy ones? You know the big... A little bit, but not as bad as you'd think, especially in Hilton Head. There are some sandbars about a mile and a half, two miles off the coast. That That's where a lot of the uh, sharks will hang out, and they actually break up the waves, so it's... And the whole time I grew up there, it was probably one person who got a minor bite. Yeah. Now you go down the coast of Florida a little bit, you know, there's a lot of a lot of different things going on now. I mean, they got great whites in Boston now, bro. Yeah, I remember. Tiger sharks. Those things are, they go from salt to freshwater. Those are scary. And not only that, but they're, you or know. Bull sharks, sorry, bull. Their environment is slowly being poisoned to a degree that they're having to find greener pastures for the first mm-hmm. time since the ice age yeah it wouldn't be that texas sized pile of trash in the middle pacific would it (laughs) yeah there is a lot of that uh i don't think it's going to take a a a young lady from iceland to uh, get that big chunk of garbage it's literally an island that's the thing though is all this information is available on the internet there is definitely a detailed drone shot showing the outline of the trash floating to the size of a small Hawaiian island and seeing the, the size and scale. But then you show everyone's planets through the solar system and how insignificant and tiny the uh, Earth is in comparison to the larger planets that eclipse it by a trillion times. Yeah. And now you're thinking, well, what do the planets have to do with anything? And then you're just rocking back and forth in the dark room. <laughs> you know, you, it's a slippery slope. We were talking about uh, you'd kind of like conspiracy theories. And I go, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I'm open to the idea of conversations outside of the norms. And uh, but my friends are savages. Like uh, like we were saying with Tripoli. Yeah, same trip. 
Eddie Bravo. That's a that's a long. He's been riding that horse for a number of years, oh, yeah. and that must be uh, difficult to say the least. Exhausting. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of energy you got to pump it's, out. It's too much energy, man. The the problem with uh, I, I absolutely believe in most of the cons- uh, conspiracy theories, but the problem with them is that there's no there's no end to them, and also it's there's nothing that I can do about them. Mm. Other than be aware of them, and, and there's just no peace in constantly thinking and, and not thinking, but obsessing about things that I can't control. Yeah, that's the problem with conspiracy theory. However, to just put my head in the fucking sand like an ostrich is there's no peace in that either. So what's the what's the the the, the common place? Where's the the middle ground on that? I don't know. Well, their goal is to hope that you don't figure it out until you're almost dead, so you yeah. can't do anything. You start to get to an age where you look mm-hmm. at the younger generations to a degree. It's like, oh, you know, it's all kind of in the history and in the news. You can see patterns and oh, yeah. society doing all, the same things, almost to a T. Yeah. We're very simple creatures. Very simple, man. <laughs> but, yo, this is, this is the one thing that I've been able to surmise about uh, – conspiracy theory and the the only solution that i've come to come up with is is people and i'm a firm believer in that the the true currency is people and hence the reason why i enjoy coming to doing a lot of live art especially at these comedy shows and a lot of the stuff i do for absolutely free but just being able to create and involve myself and be useful to other people like i get more out of that than money and, and you get a best seat in the house yes, too. The best seat in the house. You're right there. Yeah, but what's so <laughs> what's so amazing about it? it, it not only am I a fan, but what I really appreciate about it is that it galvanizes people. It brings people together, and not just you know one type of people, all type of people. And that's that's one thing that I try to imbue in a lot of my my artwork, is namely mural work, is bringing together as many different people from as many different backgrounds, namely people that wouldn't normally mix. Yeah. Because that's, that's the, that if you really, you know, look at. I do a reverse. Okay. I go and mix up other people's shit. <laughs> I travel around the world and intercept everybody's culture, their food, their senses of humor, their right. language. I go there, but totally, I do it to that purpose so that I can go to someone else's neighborhood and bring them into my For neighborhood sure. and have some sort of handshake in the middle of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's the dopest thing about it is being able to experience someone else's point of view, someone else's culture, some, something outside of my, my realm, my world. Mm. Like being uncomfortable, like expanding yourself. Yeah. That's, that's what I've really come to appreciate. And it started a long time ago. Where I grew up in South Carolina, dude, that's... None of that. Dude, it's, <laughs> that's, where, that's where the Confederacy started, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there are a lot of times, especially being bi- biracial growing up in the 80s and early 90s where there are a lot of times where I felt too black to be white, too white to be black. And I'd be honest with you, it hurt most coming from black people. Yeah. You know, but I remember early on being like, you know what, fuck everybody, man. And not in a negative way, just in, in I'm going to, I'm going to associate myself, myself with people that are themselves. Like, I don't care what your sexual orientation is, what you're into, as long as you're you, you're you're original, you're authentic. Like those are the people I like to surround myself with. But people that are judging you on certain characteristics of things that you have no control over, yeah. you still don't follow. Just because you're black, you don't necessarily have black politics or ideas. You have you're an individual functioning under your own yeah. umbrella. Yeah. Uh, you just have a. Uh, it's a weird thing. For people, but that's an American thing, I find. You guys are very quick to line, pigeonhole each other uh, aggressively. There's some weird community in that. I don't know what that is. You don't think racism's all over the world, though? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. But everyone has their own style. Sure. Like, I got yelled at at a British comic for at a show that I was doing in Belgium because I asked a Somalian girl in the front wherever she was from. But what I didn't know is he was a 20 years senior me and where you're from meant where you're from, mate. Yeah. But I, as a Canadian, it's like, it's such a mix of everything that it was like, oh, maybe my grandmother's from your neighboring town, blah, 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 blah. It was more of a less of a way to connect with somebody 
opposed to like label them. Right. Which uh, I think that happens. It's it's comes in styles, especially mm-hmm. now with so many people holding banners. Identity. I'm this. I'm this. I'm that. But it's there's no. It's not like. You know, when, you're, when your account can be deleted and your whole Let's idea go. of your life is hinging on that. I've never had any problems with being canceled or any of this stuff. But I did post a picture of me and Sam Tripoli and Ari Shafir and Facebook flagged it immediately. I bet. With, brand, with Red Band in it. It was a weird one. Um, but yeah, to hinge everything on that. I, look, it's, it's live performances hands down for me. The rest yeah. of it all can burn. I, I could give a shit. I'm with you. But um, these, these, you know, I, it's almost like I'm, especially with Instagram, I'm more or less creating a photo journalism for myself that when I have Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and they can scroll through my old Instagram and I could lay there and piss in a bottle <laughs> and go, I remember that, not really. <laughs> you know, 2022, you know. They'll have a, a laundry list of uh, photographs for me to relate to and try and remember. But um, what's it going to be then, though? You're talking about getting that Google lens. Yeah. Eye. Like, what's it going to be in 25 years? I can't even imagine. Just how much has changed over the last five years with technology. Just look at where the norms. First of all, anywhere they can put metal into your body and let your body accept it. The microchips are right behind that. Oh, yeah. They're just working on those Wolverine skeletons. Mm-hmm. And then they'll give you some sort of, like, plug-in for your brain. And you're going to be on the leash on the Internet. That's what it is. But that's, I think, I don't know, maybe our bodies are not going to survive. Or, or uh, I don't know. It's like, how many more... Mass extinctions are we willing to go through or the humanity of, of like weathering plagues and things where large portions of the population die off to uh-huh. go that these meat bodies are not going to really going to make it. Yeah, I don't know. But space travel too. Space travel. You know, they always do the alien one when they sleep you out. Mm. I wonder how realistic that is. Would, well, you, do, would you do a full, like, like say, look, we're going to do a 50-year sleeper for you and you're going to get the equivalent of uh first of all they give you options like land money resources to uh, an epic uh but they also show you with the economy that your money will be worth this much in the future but you they unhatch you uh 50 years in the future would i be willing i don't think so I don't think so. You don't trust us. I don't know. No, I don't. <laughs> See, this is another thing. It's like, this is, this is. Yeah, there's fuckery. I feel, I feel a lot of the, the, the technology and the way things are headed are getting, getting us away from our nature. And I, I do believe in God. I have no idea what it is exactly. Um, I, I feel like it's infinite and it's real. And the more I try to define it, the less uh, tangible, tangible it becomes. But I feel like that's that's what they're trying to get us away from, and I, I feel like part of that is uh, the joy of life disconnecting us. Yes, from the joy of life. That's why I think your attraction to comedy is so strong. Is it saved it's my pure, life. Yeah, it's pretty. It's like yeah. I'm not even being hyperbolic when I yeah. say that. Like it, it saved my. It was like a defibrillator, especially for me included, bro. The last the last few years of my my alcoholism were hellified and and they were hellified in my mind and in my heart like physically i i could i could still fool people i still had a job i still had friends were things falling apart yes but i could still hold to hold it together but yeah. in my mind and in my heart i was fucked and yeah. i knew it i was petrified and listening to comedy namely uh what was it opie and anthony hmm. um and, and the hardcore the hardcores man it made me fucking laugh and it was like yeah. a legit defibrillator yeah. It's like laughing so hard, and it just helped me get by. And even after I got sober, man, it was like I would still listen to that shit to go to sleep. Yeah. Because I couldn't deal with my fucking mind. You know who was like that for me? is uh, Don Barris. Don Barris, of course. I would listen to the big three. I was going through a bunch of shit. But every week, without fail, they would release the podcast that would just get me through my depression to another week to another episode and i really acknowledged that i was 
as I'm there, I'm like, this is the only good thing going on right now is these maniacs fighting on, uh, you've seen Windy City Heat? Uh, no. Don Barris's movie? I haven't seen that. Oh, oh, if you have any appreciation, Legit. and I know you do, for the, we were talking about the outside, the outside stuff. Yeah, yeah. This movie single-handedly is maybe in my top tens of all time. That's big. Some, a lot of people put it in their top five. I'm okay. sure of it. Um, Windy City what? Windy City Heat. Okay. It's so good. I don't even want to tell you anything I about don't, it. No, no, no. Anybody who's listening to this, just it's on YouTube for free, for fuck's sakes. Okay. They'd, <laughs> they'd made Done. a second one, but uh, apparently one of the stars wanted more money. Anyway, Bobcat directs it. Love Bobcat. Bobcat directs it. Dude, Police Academy? Come yeah. On. Oh, yeah. Classic he, shit. And uh, Shakes the Clown. Have you seen that? Or Alcoholic Clown? He <laughs> no. plays the Alcoholic Kids Entertainer. No. Oh, yeah. It was an early... Shakes the Clown. Shakes the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like Alcoholic Clown. Nice. Uh, <laughs> he's done some great stuff. Um, I saw... Fuck. I, you know, I had messaged him and said, you know, you talk about people, this guy, heavy alcoholic, he was... Uh, sexually abused by his babysitter's boyfriend and uh he's a comic from uh boston and the movie uh is a documentary about his life that bobcat directed and it's called call me lucky mm -hmm. and uh it was heavy i thought it was about the local boston comedy scene uh but it was more specifically about this uh barry crimmins uh about his life and his political um uh, investments in the he stepped away from comedy to get more politic political okay. uh legendary my i distinctly remember walking past the patio at the comedy store which a lot of great stories start is at the patio at the comedy store yeah and tom rhodes leaning over and saying to me uh do you got a cigarette for the old man and i could see barry there pretty shit hammered smoking one of my cigarettes and that was the last time i saw the guy he Damn. died shortly after Damn. but uh a heavy uh drinker mm -hmm. drinker what was your last uh beverage pop off vodka cheap jesus were you drinking in a parking lot <laughs> <laughs> what's pop off what's pop off it's 13.99 a handle 1.75 mil a liter Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go was, blind from that type of oh, stuff. Oh no doubt, no doubt. I was, I was on my way, dude. It was having, having shitty blood or bloody Bl shit yeah. was not. A, a, yeah, ulcers, all that stuff. I now, having, uh, were you clearly a day drinker? All day drinker. All day and yeah. vodka. Vodka, cheap vodka, or anything. I mean, I would drink anything. But yeah, I always had cheap vodka on me, man. Yeah, yeah. That little, you buy the handle and that little thing, that little plastic thing that kind of. Tip it. it tips it yeah. like i would flick that thing off and squeeze it yeah i really needed a drink it was bad man it was bad um a couple of years of that uh all day every day was about four years let's Ooh. see 2009 is when my mom passed away and that's when i started drinking super heavy yeah that's... i was a heavy drinker for like from 20 to about 27 and when my mother passed away it was like you know, I, I barely saw the light of day yeah yeah it becomes um, hyperspeed. Like, you can't get it down quick enough. Nope. There's no, uh, there's no, and you know, you're kind of looking going, there's, I had three liters of hard liquor today. Uh, <laughs> that's more than a water I've drank ever in my day. Like, it's crazy. I don't know how, I don't know how the body can take shit like that, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I can't, I cannot imagine it at all going through that right now. And not only that, like, if your body can take it doing something shitty to itself, it's like, why don't I try something to do something good for myself? Exactly. That would be probably less on my body. And even if I do wreck my body doing it, I'm still not going to have kidney failure yeah. from drinking three liters of cheap vodka. Yeah. Or having a heart attack or a fucking car wreck. Yeah, I was, too, I was just a volatile late-night drinker. It was more or less to sustain some sort of euphoria i you had from my show no okay no in europe they would try to get me on that they were always having cocktails and there would be a couple of times but i was like i knew that that was a super problem oh yeah but i doubled down as soon as it turned midnight mm -hmm. turned into a werewolf mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh <laughs> yeah it was insane Yo. like thousands of dollars of, of like just piss and not to mention sometimes 
you get uh, alcohol sponsors. So you just have oh, 600 bottles of Jägermeister. We couldn't give it away fast enough. Dude, that's insane. We were drinking it, drinking it. I, I would have been fucked if I had an alcohol sponsor. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No way at all. No, I, I, <laughs> you know what's funny is this happened, I think it was like a 10 or I was just about to get a year sober. And I was here in Austin. You've been was, sober, what, seven years now? It, it'll be in January, it'll be nine years. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I was it's easy I was, now, isn't it? It's like, easy, it's easier. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's easier. But when I, for me, I know everybody's different. When I get away, I still go to meetings. Yeah. I still have a sponsor. I still have sponsees. Sure. I still call people. I still, you know, work the steps. That's why like I didn't that. day drink. I didn't want to be responsible to anybody else. So I just rode the fence of fuck, <laughs> fucking yourself yeah, yeah. and enough mistakes to kind of like show's over dumb, dumb, <laughs> but I didn't want to have sponsors and meetings. I'm too sensitive. That's all good, man. For but me, I, for... I cleaned up. I'm out of fear of talking in public, of all things. I don't drink. I get it. Yeah, that's how I do my shit. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I, I personally like it. I, I mm. What I like it, about going to meetings and stuff like that is I, I start to feel alone. And I could feel alone in a stadium filled with people. And it doesn't matter if I'm, you know, painting or doing anything. I could be living my dream. But if I'm not you know connecting with people that understand that, that's what it is for me it's like i needed a place where there's going to be no fucking judgment there's no hierarchy nobody's trying to impress her like one up one another like everybody's on the same fucking level yeah. like i needed that level of acceptance for me to be honest because mm -hmm. i would have taken that shit to the grave like people ask me how i'm doing like i'm like i'm fine but inside, I feel like fucking crying or walking into oncoming traffic. Like, I was not fine. But having that type of environment, that space, allowed me to start being like, yo, man, I'm not doing well. I, I'm, I'm fucking scared. Or whatever my truth is in that moment, that's what I get from uh, going to meetings and stuff like that. And when I, when I don't, it, I get back to this place where I'm, I'm acting like everything's okay when it's not. You know? And it's like, I, I'd rather save my face than my ass. And, you know? I don't want to drink again, man. Yeah. Because that's what I do know is I'm not cured. I still have fucking... Oh, me. yeah, yeah. I have a fucking in me. And, dude, and actually, last year when I was uh, working on that mural at, at Vulcan, Vulcan Gas Company and I was you know, with you guys like over in the comedy scene like every day, I wasn't going to meetings. There was probably like two, me two months there I was working. And I dude, tell guys, be bro, careful. I, st I started to... I started to have these thoughts like, yo, maybe I'd be mm -hmm. closer with these guys or cooler with them if mm -hmm. I like partied with them, bro. Mm -mm -mm. And I had to check back in. I had to go back to the oh, yeah. and get back into the you're, street. You're lucky. Bro, I know. Dude, that, that, that's lucky. not the first time I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. I've 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 parked in I've parked outside of bars <laughs> for like twenty minutes yeah. and just like almost been in a trance and it took me like 20 minutes to be like what the fuck you do go yeah, home yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you want to go in there and hang out yeah this isn't funny anymore no you man. got no excuses get a hold of yourself yeah but that's the disease and that's what it, you know i that's another reason why i like being involved with that that this 12-step program is because i'm able to work with people that were where i was because i felt fucked man yeah i felt fucked and i knew i was fucked and i gave up trying to 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 quit because I quit so many times and every time I quit it was okay maybe there was one time I got a, a DUI and I was sober for two months dude but that after that two months dude I swan dive back into a bottle yeah. man there was like okay I'm gonna put up a fight for a little bit but eventually I'm gonna drink again so what's the fucking point yeah and there's a lot there's so many people out there that felt just like I felt and nothing makes me and I mean this nothing makes me feel better than being able to sit across from somebody and be like, yo, I know exactly how you fucking feel. That's why I've been I have there. young comedians I've over been here. there, bro, and you, trust me, there's yeah. so much hope. You can yeah. stop, and I can show you how if you want. At Chris Rogers Art, mm -hmm. uh, Bones Eye, mm -hmm. and Ryan Eblatt. Mm -hmm. Am I saying Eblatt right? Ebelt. 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 Uh, and now uh, Joe White, you guys are all in this... You know your shit's going to be on a comedy club wall decades from now, signed by you, and they're like, people are going to go like, don't touch that. It's <laughs> fucking expensive. <laughs> Isn't that wild? You'll it's, be, we'll it's be dust. It's amazing, man. Some of your artwork will survive to like the 10th through time and space, look digitally, but somebody's going to, that's the cool thing about paintings, mm -hmm. is people have been 
you know, holding on to these things. And mm-hmm. some of them gained huge um, value and stuff. But the majority of the shit is just like, wow, this is such a, a unique story attached to it. Right. Um, do you know who the amazing Jonathan is? Yeah. You would do like the stand up with the magic and, the stuff. Magic and stuff like that. Well, yeah, his, yeah. his wife, uh, he's passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I had fortunate enough to spend some time at his home. And uh, he had, uh, the house was awesome. You would have loved it. It was so rigged. <laughs> Everything? Dude, it was the most Scooby Doo shit I've ever oh, been to in my life. It was that makes all. Perfect sense practical jokes and booby traps and, and uh all kinds of wild stuff not to mention his attention for uh nostalgia mm-hmm. and old prank devices and things like that he had a, this chair that you'd sit in and you'd pull a cord on the back and it would collapse down and it was on a curve so you would just be flat on your back in two seconds but he'd set it up like He'd have this antique typewriter. He goes, check out this typewriter. It's very exciting. And he'd sit down, and all of a sudden, you're in your back. Um, uh, mirrors, like he had a painting in the hallway that on the hallway, you would see the images, and then they uh, would show up in the mirror as you were uh, washing your hands. No the shit. The face would show up. That's Oh, there was a door that I, I, they told me it didn't work, but I was so excited. But it was on a catapult, and it would swing like a cat out of a door, like uh-huh. an animal door. Mm-hmm. But it would uh, make the cat lunge at you out of a door. Um, but the, my favorite part was is that he had a long hallway with paintings all down the hallway. At the bottom of the hallway, uh, there was a glass case with a doll in it with a heavy padlock on the doll, on the door. Yeah, exactly. I just kind of like... And he's already got me with about six things on the way to this. So now I'm waiting for the four to drop out or whatever secret compartment Beetlejuice shit I'm about to. And um, he explains that this doll is from a famous film. And they say that the doll has been possessed. And it gives me a long history on this very sacred piece of artwork he's collected. And he draws me. He's a magic guy. So every... Touch. It's all set up. It's all there. He just trotted me along exactly where he wants. And as I turned, the baby starts smashing on the door to try and get out. Because he explained to me the lock's heavy because sometimes it tries to escape. Well, this thing starts thrashing against the glass. It was fucking terrifying. Jesus Christ. And then he's more or less kind of like, don't worry about that. We'll just keep walking on. No, I yeah, got to no. see this freaking baby. Yeah, yeah it was terrifying. Fuck. But it was all rigged out. It was so great. I smoked marijuana with Gallagher there on 4th of July. Gallagher's a piece of work, isn't he? He's a piece of something. (laughs) Dude, that was one of my favorite opening anthe episodes is when Patrice O'Neill and Gallagher were on there. What? Do you remember that shit? I don't remember that. Patrice O'Neill exposed the shit out of Gallagher, dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him walking out on a Mark Maron interview uh, back in the day. Uh, about some of his contacts and oh, yeah. uh, at these state fairs and how oh, yeah. some of these people might be wrong about what they're laughing at. Oh yeah. And uh, but I didn't know Patrice. Look, I would have loved to see. I, he was. That would be. That must have been a vicious. Bro, I found beating. out about him a year and a half before he passed, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like I was. Do you want to hear late. some Patrice stories? Fuck yes. So, one of the biggest things one of the only things i really wanted out of canadian show business was to perform at the nasty show at the montreal comedy festival Mm -hmm. i knew that i wasn't going to get a new faces yet i was a kind of a hot commodity in the country in the early 2000s on a couple shows and i'd made a bit of a buzz through some accomplishments and whatnot but all i wanted was the nasty show and i look at the lineups every year and it was all legends and people i respected and it was one of the more truer shows I found that, yeah, 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 yeah. These, this is murder, 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 murder. These are all murderers, top to bottom. First right. of all, these guys are legends, and there's 10 of them. Mm. Where do I, how do I, where do I fit in this? I'm this goofy skateboard kid from Hamilton who's now become a, a kind of a menace to society and the comedy community. 
I really want to do this nasty show. So I would make sure I was on every year's showcase to get a chance to audition to be on this coveted show. Not only that, I knew that the nasty show, because friends of mine had been on it, mm -hmm. uh, was also the most performances at the comedy festival. Why would I want to do a gala on one night and so a bunch of Canadians watch it on television? Or do I want to be a murderer's row doing 10 shows and uh, there's a taping night. Mm. I auditioned one, two, I think, I think I counted nine years and I was furious because I'd played ball to the level that I could at the highest level in my own country. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm being overlooked. But again, I kept looking at the lineups. I go, I can't be angry. But I've known these guys have all done this show six, seven times. Fucking throw me a bone yeah, here. I'm dying out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine I'm trying years to get out. Yeah. Bro, tenacity, respect. I had to. I had to. It was like I only had so many keyholes I could jump through. And uh, the nasty show was it was a no-brainer from anybody's perspective. It got to a point where it was, it was aggravating me to a degree where, how come you're not doing that? And I go, I don't fucking book the shows, you know. Mm -hmm. Same assholes that come up to me and go, when are you on Rogan? Well, maybe when somebody asks. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what is that any business of yours? Exactly. Fucking relax. Yep. Um, yep. So I moved to England. I'm having a great time in England. I'm traveling all over the place, up and down the UK, fucking uh, Holland and Dubai and Hong Kong. I'm, I'm really covering a lot of ground and... They reached out and asked me to come in to showcase at the comedy store in London, England, um, which was my regular club anyway, mm -hmm. uh, for this nasty show. And when um, I, I said no, I said, no, I can't. I go, listen, I, I don't really have anything more exciting for you. I'm, I'll be honest, I peaked. <laughs> I've killed all every showcase you put me on. I walked away with. Okay, I did my jam there. That that was that's that I hit my mark. If they can't find any value in that, I also knew that there was somebody had to die, or kind of, you know, fade out to allow me. There's only a handful of spots, so mm -hmm. they the manager please please just go do the showcase. I'm like fuck. Okay, I wanted to maintain a good relationship with these. So this is agency. year ten. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is no no. It was ten, uh, like. 15 years later because there was three years where I didn't go on audition okay. I was in Europe having a yeah. great time so I go uh, I smashed the showcase but at the same time I'm walking away going I just feel like I got bitched out like I know they're not gonna well they say yes I go I live in England and you're hiring me to go do a Canadian comedy festival I was born there motherfucker yeah now I'm here in London you're asking me to break up my touring schedule and they go I go who's on Nick DiPaolo. Fuck. Joe DeRosa. Fuck. Um, Otto and George. Okay. Right? Uh, Chris Neff. Okay. Uh, myself and the headlining Patrice O'Neill. I'm like, perfect. Perfect. Dude. Uh, go and do the shows. You know, the New York guys are New York guys. Mm -hmm. they're, they're serious. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it was, it was epic. Was that the year he wore the Coogee hat, Patrice? A gray hat? Oh, he was in the pimp phase. Was he in the pimp phase by then? Yeah, well, he used to come to Toronto, too. This is another thing, too, is that uh, Kenny Robinson, which I'll be performing December 18th. Uh, I'm the first uh, white comic to perform on an all-black comedy show in Canada. Really? In fact, the founder and uh, um, creator of the uh, Nubian Disciples of Prior, Kenny Robinson, uh, they created an award for me what is that uh for the black comedy awards i got voted favorite white boy okay and and and, and uh, yeah and comics i have it on my on my yeah, press that's kit. that's that's a distinguished award right there dude. it was great that's first of all you know respect he did not he wasn't having it my kenny is my friend and a mentor and was been a very big part of my career 
But when he told me I wasn't allowed on the show because I was white, um, I really, it really put a bug in my ass about, oh, I'm getting on this show. That's what's up. And I had people like Russell Peters and a lot of local comics that were black comics on those shows. I knew they were going to run out of black comedians, so mm -hmm. I played the long game. Okay. I knew there was only about 12 of them in the country, and maybe three-quarters of them could handle that kind of show because there was nights people were getting booted on the way to the stage. Sure. I couldn't sleep for two nights before the show. Dude. I was so stressed. After about, I don't know, I'd be honest with you, about a month I was freaking out, but after that I was like, all right, well, let's figure this out. Yeah, I had about 60 days yeah. of like, is comedy extinct? <laughs> like, seriously, is public speaking? Like, I always thought at the worst, even if I'm a crazy old fuck, I can tell stories by the campfire yeah. for beans or something with a something. cup, an adult diaper and a cup, mm -hmm. just panhandling campfires at the apocalypse, yep. treaching through garbage. But yep. when I realized that there's, okay, it's not only that the, the masses, um, I might be a problem as somebody who wants to speak in public. Mm -hmm. I might be subjected to fines and, and uh, incarceration if I decided to do stand-up comedy. That was there was uh, a point of that, in, especially in Canada. Okay, yeah, for sure. Crazy it's, shit going on in Canada, man. Oh, it's the worst, man. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. Come yeah, well, on. I mean, I mean, what they're trying to do here in the States too, man. I don't even know why it, it hasn't spread down here just yet, but I, I have a sinking feeling like if they could get away with it, they'd do it. Guns. You know it. Say it. Guns. <laughs> it's the guns. Is it? That's the only thing? Oh, for sure. Look, there's all kinds of other things behind the curtains, but people having access to firepower mm. at, at their, you know, on their, and it's all, you know, I know these guys, lock cases, fingerprint lockers, accidents happen. Sure. Uh, but also, um, if you can be uh, uh, taken out of life very quickly at a lot of different points with dealing with the public, People are more hesitant, but they'll find some sort of, you know, we've already connected everything up through our phones. Yeah, man. We're getting those advertisements. You, once, once they can, once everything's connected, the cars, electric, we got, you know, people. Well, we're getting phased out. Have you out. seen Scandinavia? They have the damn chips Chip? in the wrist now? Probably. Fuck. Yeah. Like that. With their debit card on it. Yeah. Well, you, a gun's not going to do a fucking thing when they can just yeah. delete. We're getting phased out. What is, uh, are you not cool with having your consciousness put into a, like an hourglass for later? Fuck no. No. Fuck no. That's fucking with God, man. That's fucking with something that is, that, that's, that's what it is, man. I, I really feel like that's the, the biggest thing they're trying to get, get us away from one another. They're trying to splay us in all these different spectrums with identity and whatnot and pit us against each other because they know if we start talking, we start getting together. There's not a fucking thing that anybody can do because there's nothing more powerful than people that are galvanized. Even if, even if you're talking about praying, dude, getting 20 people together and both saying the same prayer and directing that energy towards something, that shit is real. Yeah, you look at those truck drivers in Canada that all went up there. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I'm all big about mass uh, uh, demonstration. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm not a big... I'd rather see mass demonstration than mass voting. Voting on what? Exactly. It gets a little... It's all fucking fuckery. pageant. It's all... It, it's... Yeah. Puppet master bullshit. I'd rather have about 100,000 Seven heads of the same snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's all... <laughs> there's so many heads. Yo. There's so many heads. And they're all it's nipping. All yeah. Vampiric. Fucking slothy. Uh, but yeah. this is the uh, luxury of... Choosing the uh, creator past that we have is that we have a, a unique porthole into that world that we're like, whew, I'm so glad I'm not in that mix. In that mix, man. Yeah. It, creativity, I think, is, uh, I mean, you, we could talk about the comedy, but this, that, and the other, but what one of the things that kept me sober, I feel, and, and connects me to something higher than me is my creativity, man. Yeah. Like, dude, I, whether I'm doing a stupid little sketch or I'm painting at a, a show or doing a mural, I say the same prayer every single time. I say, before I start, I say, God, thank you for this opportunity to be creative. Help me let go. Help me be honest. And I give it all to you. 
So I start off every time I'm being creative with, with gratitude that I'm even here to begin with. And anything that is created, I'm giving it away. Because it's not me, because I know you've been there. If you could fucking kill a crowd on a dime every single time, like, would you even need, you'd be God. But the fact of the matter is, you can't kill every night. You can't no. tell the same joke. There are times where you're in the zone. There's times where you're not. So I think at, at best, at best, I can be a co-creator, not the creator. And I think we're all connected to something infinite. And I don't think it's a bearded dude in the sky. That's just my opinion. But it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Would, would, would something infinite really give a fuck what I think about it? Oh, I know. And infinity. Infinity. I can't. My thesaurus is very. I get a grade five. Infinitesimal. Infinity. My education is. Infinitum. Was infinite. It's very small. As they say in French, petite. Yeah, what was our program in your school? For any of these creative endeavors that you've kind of. Not until I got mm -hmm. to, I, I got the opportunity to go to a prep school in Connecticut via hockey. I got recruited to play at this prep school, Pomfret School. That's hilarious. In Connecticut. Yo, I was a fish out of water, dude. I'm dreadlock kid from South Carolina. I went to public school. Like, yeah. You know, lower middle class, mom, single mom. And now I'm, at, you know, wearing a blue coat and tie going to chapel and sit down dinners with extra playing forks. hockey playing hockey playing soccer i started playing lacrosse there too you know but sports sports that's was, our national sport by the way lacrosse is lacrosse. Is the, let me lacrosse is the fucking shit yeah what a sport it is rough it is rough man it was a it was a warlike sport yeah we used to play for fucking heads back in the day man a lot of uh native kids play lacrosse mm -hmm. but it's not hockey it's not our national sport it's lacrosse mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know that and also canadian invented uh, basketball basketball yep. that's all i know about sports <laughs> i was a skateboard bmx kid yeah i was there too rollerblading is what you know? got me into hockey yeah like do you remember this is embarrassing but do you remember an old movie this was like 94 thrashing no no yeah. it was airborne Ooh. Airborne, it was about this fucking California kid that moved to Ohio. Had a young uh, Seth Green and a young Jack Black. Was the was it kind of like Malibu's Most Wanted? <sighs> it's silly. It was more of a, it was silly, but it was more of a serious like love story. Okay, there was, there was you this, related there was this to this race movie? down Devil's Backbone at the end of the fucking yes. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So rollerblading is what got me into hockey. That's hilarious. Like, there just happened to be a roller hockey league that started yeah. in Hilton Head. But I was doing like the inline, like, you know, doing pylons and stuff. Yeah, fucking, you know, disco stuff. Waxing up curbs and doing royals oh, okay. and shit. Yeah. Like, I was into it. I was oh, into okay. it. I was into skating, man. I, you know, listened to fucking Green Day and mm -hmm. shit. Chain Wallet. Sure. Middle school, sixth, seventh grade. Yeah. yeah. That's when I started rollerblading. Yeah, I was immediately into uh, like skateboard and BMX. Yeah. But, we, you know, hockey equipment was so expensive. So expensive. My you shit know. was all secondhand, dude. Yeah, I was, and uh, it was like, can I spend, you know, if I remember, it was like $1,500 for a full outfit. This is from mm -hmm. 1986. Yeah, it, it, now, I can buy a BMX bike for the same price and tear around the city, and I don't have to wake up at 6 in the morning to go to practice. That's another thing. That is another thing. Uh, you're telling me that you want me to get up at 5.30 to go sit on a bench in the cold with the shittiest hot chocolate we used to get them out of the machines. Mm -hmm. My life was a lot like uh, Slapshot. Okay. Uh, yeah, because that, that was, I was probably a little younger than the players in that movie. I think, uh, Andy, yeah. Hanson was, Brothers, Hanson Brothers? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that movie was a big part. That's what you did to be successful in Canada was to try and be a hockey player. Dude, young blood. Yeah. Yeah, look shit. at the lineup. Not to mention uh, Keanu Reeves doing the worst French Canadian accent. <laughs> like, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's wild. It's what wild. Was the, what was the other one? It was Young Blood. What was the other? Slapshot. Slapshot. Uh, uh, what am I? No, what was the? Oh, the Canadian uh, Bacon. What was the name of those? The two brothers that are called everybody hosers. Oh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Come on, man. Strange Brew. Strange Brew. That's it. That's it. That shit was hilarious. That's so funny. I heard there might be another one in the works. Mm. Yeah. I think they're overdue. It's funny you say that. In Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, on the west, they have two bronze 
uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie really? in the town on the bench, like full size. That's sick. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Yeah, I know Dave Thomas and um, uh, Rick Moranis, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah Rick yeah. Moranis. Who got punched in the face yeah, in New what York. The fuck? Who punches Rick Moranis in the know. face? He's the nicest guy on earth. Yeah. I don't know. You've seen that sometimes where people of get... Andy Dick, I've seen get punched in the face a couple of times. Andy Dick's done some shit, though. Yeah. I think he's created a few a few enemies over the years doing with his yeah. blackouts. I almost strangled him in a bar one night. I'm serious. I love the man. Uh, he's it's super hilarious, talented. Hilarious. Uh, but like you see somebody who needs to, you know, he was staying in the rehab center behind Russell's house in Malibu. Mm. So he'd come up and we'd have Christmas dinner. And uh, he's funny. There was, uh, <laughs> so it's me, Andy, his girlfriend, these two ladies from the South and um, uh, these two black ladies from the South. Very okay. nice, nice ladies. They're nice ladies. Right. They were nice ladies. Okay. And it's me and Andy Dick. Okay. These ladies are so dressed nice. They're all very nice. We're introducing each other and Andy goes, this is my daughter and leans over to his girlfriend who's significantly younger than him. And kisses her? Starts tonguing her and these black ladies, their faces went white. They were so fine. I was dying laughing. They could not believe it was like, it was a hard oh tongue fuck <laughs> in front of these fucking uh, poor, nice... Bible Belt. Uh, on Christmas dinner. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, some funny... Um, Is he fucking hammered? No, he wasn't drunk because he, no? was he was doing his rehab thing and he was clean for a while. I feel bad about talking about him because he's not here, but uh, I'm a fan. Me too. I'm a fan. Andy Dick? Yeah. The Andy Dick Show? I remember that shit. Yeah. It's hilarious. Probably one of the best. Anus and Andy? Come on, man. One of the <laughs> one of the best, uh, like... Anus and Andy. Anus and... <laughs> Do you remember he had the puppet with the butthole? Yes, dude. <laughs> I uh, I know we joke, but uh, I used to work at a high school, uh, a grade school. I was a teacher's assistant. Yeah. To a, you think this is funny? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm good with kids. I know I say wild yeah, you shit. You are, you are. Dude. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard I you know. had quite a way with the kids. I <laughs> am very protective and uh, sensitive to children's uh, feelings. Uh, but yeah, I would. Part of a co-op at my school is I was a teacher's assistant to mm. uh, kindergarten classes for uh, to get out of doing any math. I would go and help out with uh, just read some stories to the kids. There you go. Do some various things, but um, so there's a little bit of truth in every joke. There's totally truth. I think if you, if I hadn't experienced, I'm not a parent, but I've been around. I'm not interested in. Um, I'm interested in attacking the people that are in front of me. Not the people that you're listening to me talk about. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting it all wrong. You're, Yeah, totally take it personal. Yeah. Yeah, because it has nothing to do with anything we're talking about uh, in this subject. You're just upset because you're trying to be a good person in front of a bunch of people, which makes me a little suspect on really what you are doing in mm -hmm. your private life. Mm -hmm. Why are you so angry Doth about this too thing? much. What's that? Sorry? Doth protest too much. Doth? I think that's Shakespearean. Okay. So, yeah, saying someone who... who Be know. suspicious of somebody shooting their mouth off about shooting something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. It's Gay interesting. marriage is wrong about your fucking mad dudes in the bathroom. Like, Oh, it's always that way. It's yeah. almost cliche. Yeah, but there you go. There you go, man. Why, why do you have such a problem with someone other than yourself if you're trying to over... People, rather than work on themselves, they take on causes that have nothing to do with them nothing i'm a big mind your own business guy yeah you know what i mean and um who cares like whatever it's fucking there's so much dog shit out there that um you know your paintings uh brighten up people's day and i wish i could i will make people's nights darker so <laughs> you're a night uplifting day i make a dark night do you? darker how I'd say you make it super light. Yeah, but you smiled and because you, you're reminiscing about all the fun times we've had in, yeah, in, under that umbrella. But yeah. there's people now that had the same experience. They're like, do you remember that night we went and saw that <laughs> fucking psycho? Yeah. He called my wife a cunt. You know that. I'm thinking about <laughs> running that guy over with my car. They are upset. 
look, I get it. I get it. And yeah. I, dude, talk about Patrice. I, I remember he hearing him talk about it a million times. It's like if, if, if anybody's going to die in this scenario, it's going to be the crowd. Like, yeah. I'm going to take the crowd out. There's no way I'm going you know, oh, so sorry. Yeah, can't no. do that. It's like, what do people expect you? You're up here. Yeah. And this is one thing I really respect about you guys is when I'm painting, like if, if I put out a blast saying like, I'm going to be painting live at so-and-so, like people come there with this, you know, excitement and appreciation. Like, oh, I can't wait. And there's like some level of respect sure. as opposed to unless you're already well-established. But even if you are well-established, like you guys have to, you're almost like starting from a deficit. Like you have to earn that same respect oh, yeah. every single night, even multiple times a night. I love every it. Sing, you know what I mean? I like, revel in it. I, but that, yo, you're 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 a different breed. Yeah. You, that that's a fighting spirit. That I don't want a bunch have. of fans. They're pain in the ass. Okay, I hear you, man. I mean, I mean, I like fans, la, dude. No, <laughs> don't say that. No, but, but I don't know if I could do. There's what you a guys line do. between of like. When you go into a room and you just non like just come in like the 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 uh, outlaw on the horse, mm -hmm. yeah, Django, totally, and then you fuck up the town, yeah, and then leave. Uh -huh. That's the best. Who was that masked man? <laughs> that was the log father. <laughs> um, people can find you. Do you have a? I know you. You're pretty active on your uh, Instagram yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But do you have a, a website with profiling all your stuff? Of I do. People I have merchandise. A yep, yep. It's www.chrisrogersartist.com. Mm -hmm. That's R O G E R S. Uh, and Instagram, it's at Chris Rogers Art. And those are the two places that you can really find me. Very cool. Very mm -hmm. cool. Uh, it's not even like like we. Dude, I see you more than my family, for Christ's sakes. Sure. You know what I mean? And I consider you family, so... Likewise. We would like to see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop. Safe word with Jason.